Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my dark darlings. I'm Markia, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. To our veteran listeners and those sheltering in the dark with us for the first time, welcome. I'm really excited to announce that we're doing our first live event. On Thursday, April 8th at 5 p.m. EST, 8 p.m. PST, I will host the Something Scary Live Show. Tickets are on sale now at loopedlive.com, L-O-O-P-E-D, L-I-V-E dot com, loopedlive.com. <laughs> I'm going to record an episode of this podcast live, and I'm also going to have some other scary storytellers join me. And afterwards, we'll have a meet and greet. So scary and fun times can be had by all. Looking forward to hanging out with you Thursday, April 8th, 5 p.m. EST, 8 p.m. PST. St. Patrick's Day already. It feels like it was just here, but then the year 2020 was um, a time anomaly all into its own. How do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Do you wear all green? Are you planning a Zoom with your friends where you celebrate in different ways? There's a lot of legends that are involved with St. Patrick's Day and with the Irish as well and urban legends too. Everything from banshees to massacres to giants in the Giant's Causeway. There's a lot for us to explore for this holiday. As human beings, we often find it difficult to take responsibility for our lives. We attribute our successes or our failures to a little thing called luck. But when you believe that everything is connected and that karma exists... You know you are the true cause of your own good luck or your very own bad luck. First, tender's perfect match, followed by a sailor trying to cheat a deadly fate. Then, a Celtic curse. Finally, in our featured story, a very unlucky St. Patrick's Day. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week, and of those, the scariest ones make it into our podcast. 
along with the story that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. If you'd like to support Something Scary, then consider joining our Patreon. As a patron, not only can you help the show and see ad-free episodes, but you can also be a part of the horror and hear your name featured in one of our podcasts or weekly video stories. Visit patreon.com snarled. So, want to hear something scary? The Luck of the Damned When you have tunnel vision, focus just on what you want, it's hard to see what's really around you. So even the best night can turn into a nightmare. Like in this story, inspired by Kalia. Adhira had a type A personality. She woke up at 4 a.m. every day, strapped on her Fitbit, and ran four miles. She would stop at her favorite coffee shop, order her usual, then head to work. She was predictable, but she liked it that way. Now, her goal was to find a partner that would fit her lifestyle. Adhira had been on all of the dating apps, and no one ever worked out. There was always something off about her dates. One guy was too needy. One girl had no career ambitions. There was always a problem until she met Q. Q was tall and handsome, fit, but not too buff. According to Tinder, they liked all the same music and activities. He even went to the same coffee shop as Adhira. She thought it was strange she had never seen him there before, but maybe he visited in the late morning when she was already hard at work. As the date approached, she felt butterflies in her stomach, but tried to ignore them. This one might be special, she thought, for her to feel this nervous. Adhira was thrilled when he suggested one of her favorite restaurants for their first date. Q picked her up from her house. They were both dressed to the nines. They split a bottle of wine that they both liked and all of the appetizers. They giggled and talked until the meal finally arrived. Adhira was delighted at how well everything on the date was going. So well. Finally. Adhira ordered a salmon dish. Q got the steak. Rare. She tried not to gag when his dinner arrived. Just the sight of the bloody raw slab of meat was enough to make her lose her appetite. Q delighted in his meal. He slowly sliced small pieces of beef. He looked like he was in heaven as he chomped down on each carefully sectioned morsel. After he finished every last bite, he slurped up the bloody juices from the plate. Dessert arrived and Adhira soon forgot about the nauseating entree. She was lost again in Q's piercing eyes. She was trying to play it cool, but inside she was freaking out. She knew that Q was perfect for her. She could hardly believe her luck. After spending hours at dinner, Q finally drove her home. She was feeling particularly tired and loopy after that last bottle of wine. Q, just like the perfect gentleman he was, walked her to her door, he helped her inside, gave her a sweet kiss goodnight, and left. Adhira on cloud nine leaped into bed and happily fell asleep. Like clockwork, she woke up at 4 a.m. on the dot. She got out of bed with a smile on her face, then froze in her tracks. 
She heard the unmistakable sound of cabinets opening and closing in her kitchen. Having seen way too many horror movies, there was no way she was going downstairs to check it out. She called 911 and the operator told her to lock herself in the bathroom. They would stay on the line with her until the police arrived at the house. She sat, shaking, hiding in her bathtub as the operator tried to keep her calm. They're spanking on the front door. They're here, she told the operator who told Adhira to stay put. She could barely hear anything over her own sobs, but she could make out shouting and door slamming. She jumped when she heard banging on the bathroom door. Who is it? She cried. Two officers came to retrieve Adira. She was safe. After two hours of sitting in her bedroom with one of the officers, her nerves began to settle. She was finally ready to go downstairs and answer some questions about the kitchen. As she approached the scene, she was baffled by what lay in front of her. The entire kitchen was covered, wall to wall, in heavy-duty plastic wrap. There were rose petals sprinkled all around, and lined up neatly in size order was a row of freshly sharpened kitchen knives. If she didn't wake up at 4 a.m., she wouldn't have had time to call the police. You're a lucky one, the officer said. The two officers then explained that a serial killer had been on the loose on the West Coast who would stalk his victims and then use dating apps to meet them. Then finally, the killer would break into their homes and make a meal out of his victim. The reality of what could have happened that night landed on Adhira. She began to run through her entire experience Of course he knew everything about her, she thought. Her routines were so predictable and everything she liked, she listed on her profiles. Then she realized something vital that she overlooked, a red flag that she had missed. Oh my God, she said. He came to pick me up from my house, but I never gave him my address. The officer told her, a stalker will find out all that information no matter how careful you are. It's possible that Adira's only saving grace was that she was such an early riser and had never mentioned that anywhere. She was relieved that Q was gone and she would never have to see him again until the officers broke to her the difficult news that Q had gotten away. Later that day, she found a note in her mailbox that read, "'Sorry we couldn't have breakfast together.' I overlooked a crucial part of your rigid routine, you early riser. I'll do better next time. Looking forward to our second date. Q. Thank you so much, Kalia, for really getting to the scary meat of things when it comes to dating apps. You know, they say that the people that we love are just reflections of what we love about ourselves. Would you ever be deceived by possible love? Have you ever missed or ignored red flags completely when dating? How about having that great first date only to be woefully disappointed by the second one? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs 
or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When the universe determines it's your time to die, you'll do anything you can to avoid it. But can you really cheat death? Like in this story, written by Brian Foster. Joseph felt most comfortable out at sea. Even in the roughest waters, he preferred to be in his boat riding the wave, as opposed to being attached to a cell phone and emails back on shore. One day, the sun was casting a shadow across the soft golden sand, only emphasizing the fact that it was a warm winter day. A seldom occurrence in Ireland, Joseph chuckled to himself as he ran his calloused, wrinkled fingers through his matted gray hair. He continued to bask in the remaining warmth that came from the fading light. As he allowed his rickety old boat to sway, he began to fall into a long, deep slumber. Unbeknownst to Joseph, a sudden undertow pulled his boat further and further off course while he blissfully slept. Suddenly, he jolted awake in a panic, slamming his foot down on a fish hook that pierced his heel. He instinctively tried to pull it out, but it only tore deeper into his flesh. He didn't know where he was or how long he had been sleeping. He felt his sock filling with blood. The night was pitch black. He could not even make out the moon or the stars. The warmth that had been there before had been replaced with an icy bite in the air. With all of Joseph's years on the sea, he had never had a feeling like this before. A feeling deep in his bones that something was wrong, that he was not alone. He glanced around in a state of bewilderment, frantically trying to develop a bearing on his surroundings. His eyes began to adjust to the darkness, Shapes began to form and have detail. He quickly realized where he was. He was inside of a cave, deep inside of one. However, this was the least of his worries. From campfire stories, urban legends, and folk tales, he knew exactly where he was. It was in the den of the Dawan Fariga, the sea demon. It's not that he hadn't believed it existed, He just had never seen it before. 
any sailor who found himself lost in Irish waters was destined to the inevitable unlucky fate of crossing paths with the beast. Unless he could somehow convince the creature that he was already dead, his death would be assured. If it thought someone was already lifeless, the creature would ignore their presence. The dry rock banks of the cave were littered with tattered clothing, old sailor caps, and lanterns. Then, the most sickening of all, graying, cracked bones. And there, sitting on top of the pile of these many skulls and bones, was the massive, thick, hairy creature. That was the sleeping Dawen Variga. Its black fur was wet with clots of dried blood, and its gleaming red eyes glinted from under half-closed lids in the darkness. Joseph tried to maintain his composure as he lay down, pretending to be dead. Just pray it doesn't smell my blood, he begged, to whatever god was listening. He laid rigidly on the wooden floor of the boat, trying not to breathe. He was too terrified to look up. He ignored the throbbing pain from the fish hook caught in his foot. As still as he was, the coppery scent of his blood was too pungent for the creature not to notice. Its long, heaving snores ceased as its massive body pulled itself onto its feet. It looked like a hound, Joseph thought with terror. A terrible, hungry. Before Joseph could finish his thought, the beast lunged at his jugular, tearing his flesh to mangled shreds, sucking on the spewing arteries until what was left of him was tossed carelessly onto the growing pile of bones. Thank you so much, Brian Foster, for this Irish tale of woe and deadly fate. The listener, where do you feel most comfortable and most yourself? Is it like our main character on a boat with the wind in your sails and the sea underneath you? Would you be able to stay deathly still if your life depended on it? What is the most terrifying beast you have seen or heard of? Tell us something scary at snarled.com. If you're fascinated by the darker sides of humanity, join us every week on our podcast, Serial Killers, where we go deep into notorious true crime cases. With significant research and careful analysis, we examine the psyche of a killer, their motives and targets, and law enforcement's pursuit to stop their spree. Follow Serial Killers wherever you get your podcasts and get new episodes every Monday. They say hindsight is twenty twenty. That means that you would do things differently if only you had known what would happen sooner. Like in this story, inspired by Ethan. Maeve was walking her little brother Edward home from school. They were walking faster than usual because they knew their grandfather, also called their daddo, would be there waiting for them. He was coming for a visit and he always had the best stories and a playful spirit. Maeve was startled when she saw a strange woman pass by them on the other side of the street. 
It seemed like the woman was yelling, but a large truck rumbled down the road so she couldn't hear her. They lived in a very small town, and she had never seen her before. Maeve whispered to Edward to see if he knew the woman, but he must have missed her. He was solely focused on getting home. Maeve and Edward arrived at the same time their father pulled into the driveway with Dado. Dado jumped out of the car and scooped up the kids into his arms. They were so happy to see him. Maeve almost didn't notice her father's concerned face as he headed straight into the house. When they got inside, Maeve saw her parents whispering to each other in a serious tone. When she asked them what was going on, they pleaded ignorance and told her to take the dog, Rascal, outside. Maeve was throwing the ball around with Rascal in their yard when they heard a blood-curdling howl. The dog charged over to the fence and furiously barked at whatever was on the other side. Maeve stood on her tippy toes and stretched as long as she could to peer over the fence. She saw a woman dressed in all black making her way deeper into the forest. It looked like the same woman from earlier. Spooked, Maeve took Rascal and hurried back inside. She didn't have the chance to tell anyone what she saw because everyone was huddled around Dado on the couch. Maeve wanted to know what was wrong, but her mother assured her everything was okay. Dado was just tired, that's all. He needed to rest. Her mother told them to sit with Dado to keep him company while her parents went off to whisper yet again. Maeve hated feeling like something was wrong, but not knowing what. Tossing and turning in bed, Maeve could not sleep. She laid staring at the ceiling when Rascal began to bark again. Maeve shot up to look out the window. Her heart nearly pounded out of her chest as she was sitting face to face with a horrid-looking woman, only a thin piece of glass between them. Just as Maeve was about to scream, the woman opened her mouth, revealing broken yellow teeth and letting out an earth-shattering wail. The woman's face began to disappear in the fog that her breath left on the window. Maeve ran to her parents' bedroom, waking them with her tears. She told them about the woman, seeing her first on the walk, then in the yard, and now right at her window. Maeve was surprised that her parents weren't. What's going on? She begged to know. They told her that her father had seen the woman on his drive home as well. It being a small town in an even smaller neighborhood, he knew she didn't belong. He was trying to think of who she could be. Or what she could be, her mother said to scream in Maeve's face like that. That's when it hit her. A banshee, her mother said with fear in her voice. She explained to Maeve that a banshee is a supernatural being. In Celtic folklore, a banshee would let out a mournful keening or wailing scream. If you hear this at night, it was believed to foretell the death of a family member of the person who heard the spirit. Maeve's eyes widened. Dado, she shouted. The three of them rushed to get to his bedroom. When they arrived, the room was silent. Dado had already left this earth. Maeve's parents insisted it was not her fault, but
but she'll never forget hearing the banshees cry. Thank you so much, Ethan, for inspiring this tale of the banshee. We haven't talked about banshees for a while. For those of you out there, have you ever felt responsible for someone else's misfortune? Who do you feel like you could trust if you saw a strange occurrence like what Maeve did? What have you witnessed? If you have, or this inspires you, tell us at somethingscary@snarl.com. Two teens sneak out to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, but instead find themselves caught in the middle of an ancient conflict. They soon discover that it's hard to escape death when it's larger than life itself. Grace and Nora had plans to go to the Giant's Causeway. Just north of their hometown of Bushmills in Northern Ireland, it's a massive collection of hexagonal stone pillars formed by a lava flow millions of years ago. Legend has it that the giant of Ireland known as Finn McCool defended his country from the Scottish giant Benendonor among the massive pillars. The siblings figured it was the perfect place to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. When they arrived at the site, all was peaceful. They wandered the grassy cliffs and enjoyed the view. Admittedly, it was a bit more boring than they expected until suddenly the earth began to rumble and brought them to their knees. There was a loud echoing sound as the ground beneath them continued to shake. The earth beneath Nora tore away as she fell into a widening fissure. She grabbed the edge of the cliff as she dropped and Grace grasped desperately at her, trying to pull her back up. But the ground quaked again. Nora lost her grip and dropped into the dark abyss. Grace heard a loud guttural sound coming from the water's edge. It couldn't possibly belong to a human, she thought. And then, a wilder scream replied to the roar. Suddenly, she saw a massive figure rise up on the beach below the cliff. It resembled a human, but was as tall as her two-story house. Grace stifled her own scream as a second monstrous figure, bigger than the first, rose out of the water and approached the other. She could not believe her eyes. The giants of the Giant's Causeway were real. Finn McCool versus Ben and Donner and their legendary conflicts. Grace had heard the stories, but she had never believed them. She had to get out of there and find help for her sister without the giants seeing her. Just then, the two monsters collided with the force of an earthquake, causing Grace to lose her balance and tumble down the hill to the beach below. Benadonner turned and looked hungrily at Grace and moved quickly towards her. Finn McCool charged after his foe. Grace screamed as the two giants bore down on her. Just as Benadonner was about to snatch up Grace, Finn McCool jumped between them. The giants clashed again, roaring and screaming. Benadonner kept trying to grab Grace as she ran, but Finn McCool kept knocking him backwards. Finally, Finn McCool ripped one of the thousands of basalt stone columns from the ground and bashed it over Benadonner's head, causing the giant to fall into the water, creating a massive wave that rolled up to the cliffs towards Grace. 
Before she washed out to sea, Finn McCool grabbed her. Please don't eat me. Please, Grace pleaded. She screamed as the giant swiftly brought her close to his face. But when she opened her eyes, she found the giant just staring back at her. Grace then remembered that Finn McCool was a giant of Ireland and swore to always protect his people just as he had protected Grace. Lowering her and opening his massive palm, he loosened his grip on her. Grace heard Nora calling out from somewhere below them. She was alive. Grace trembled as she pointed to the crevice that had swallowed Nora whole, then jumped into the fissure and disappeared. A long time passed, and Grace thought both him and her sister were now lost forever. The earth exploded in front of her, dirt cascading around her as Finn broke his way through. He set the now unconscious Nora down gently beside Grace. She wordly shook her sister until she opened her eyes. Grace turned to show her the giant who had saved them, but Finn McCool was gone. He had retreated back into the earth, where he would remain until the next time Ireland was threatened by enemies or monsters. This week's podcast stories were edited by Markia McCarty, Sarah Lukasiewicz, and Dennis Culver. Narration by Markia McCarty. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Art and graphics by Mari Carlson. Produced by Hannah Mullen and Markia McCarty. Music by Sapphire Sandalo and Calvin Linderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, my dark darlings, sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.